Out front now, Basil Smeichel, former executive director of the New York State Democratic Party. Also former Republican Congressman Adam Kinzinger, who of course was a member of the January 6th Select Committee, and David Axelrod, former senior advisor to President Obama. Uh, Congressman, to you first here, Trump's rivals, you've heard them, they're backing him, they're saying he should not be taken off the ballot for 2024. Politically speaking, do they have any other choice? No, and, and that's, I think that's a great observation is they, they have to say this. I mean, I'm not saying it's not principled. I think about half of them or more aren't principled in anything. But in Chris Christie's case, particularly, he's been very clear of his feelings of Donald Trump. So this isn't, you know, some weak need approach. But if you're running against the guy to beat him and you just come out and say that these cases are the way to get rid of Donald Trump, I think it makes you look weak. It does not help you with the base, doesn't help you with the election. And I think, you know, aside from the legal question, because ultimately that's a Supreme Court decision, uh, I think this is probably good for Donald Trump politically because he's a professional victim, a professional whiner and bellyacher. And this allows him to, to feed more into that. He's such a poor victim narrative. So I think his opponents are, are saying what they need to say on the, on the campaign trail for now. Yeah, well, to that point, let's listen, Basil, to Chris Christie, who is, as uh, the congressman notes, the exception. Um, as a rule, he does not pull punches with Donald Trump. Let's listen to what he said about Trump when it comes to how this is helping him out. It makes him a martyr. You know, he, he's very good at playing poor me, poor me. He's always complaining. The poor billionaire from New York who's spending everybody else's money to pay his legal fees. Poor me. Do you see any other way around that, Basil, of this helping Trump when it comes to his opponents looking for some alternative? No, I think to the Congress member's point, you know, look, they, there's this rush for some of the some of the Republican candidates to try to find some way to distance themselves from Donald Trump. Some have done it well, like Chris Christie, others not so much. So when they all come out and say, uh, that the, in, in some way sort of support Donald Trump in this. They're acting as his surrogates. That's all good for Donald Trump. The fact that he, Trump, has said for so much time now, so many months, that he is a martyr when he goes to his supporters and says, I'm doing this for you, I'm going through this for you, that, that language, that narrative, is what builds that, the case for him that he is being martyred and that the justice system is unfairly targeting him. That is red meat for his base. I don't think that any of the uh, GOP uh, candidates for the nomination are going to. They're they're not necessarily going to get any votes, but they're going to keep from getting lambasted by MAGA uh, supporters uh, by saying this. And so uh, I, I just think that they look like Trump supporters in all of this, and it's still all good for Donald Trump. David, I wonder if you have any concerns about the flip side of this, that we could start to see Republican states trying to keep Joe Biden off the ballot in 2024, maybe other uh, Democrats in future elections? Well, look, every norm that you shred is hard to reassemble. So, you know, there's always that concern. But just generally here, uh, I would say that uh, I've always believed that Trump a lot of the motivation for his candidacy was as a legal defense strategy. He knew that he was uh, in jeopardy of being indicted on a number of different things. And he wanted to set up a construct that has worked very well for him, uh, which says that 
uh, you know, they're coming after him because he's running for president and they're trying to prevent him from being president. And this, of course, is the most blatant example in his telling uh, that a, uh, you know, a, a state elected official in, in, in Maine can throw him off the ballot, that a court in, uh, in Colorado can. All of this is, is uh, strengthening uh, him in the Republican primary. We've run this experiment. Uh, you know, he's only gained since he started getting indicted. Uh, you know, what you thought might be kryptonite for him has turned out to be battery packs. And this is a big one uh, for him. Uh, presumably, the Supreme Court will deal with it uh, fairly quickly. And I expect that they will leave him on the ballot. And yes, uh, Brianna, I, I, I have very, very strong reservations about all of this. I do think it would rip the country apart if he were uh, actually prevented from running because tens of millions of people uh, want to vote for him. I think if you're going to beat Donald Trump, you're going to probably have to do it at the polls. David, what about the issue? You know, Ron DeSantis suggested again today he would pardon Trump if he's elected. Uh, Nikki Haley also said yesterday she would pardon Trump to help move the country f forward. What do you think about that when you're worried about things ripping the country apart? And I see the congressman shaking his head. I want to get all of you in on this. But David, to you first real quick. Well, look, I think that uh, it's good politics for them because they're all they're both catering to the Trump base uh, in saying that. And I think that is a l large motivation for them. I, I saw Adam shaking his head and I understand why. And I know how passionate he is, as I am, about what Trump did to the country. I do think it's a real question as to what it would mean to actually imprison a former president. Uh, and that's something that's going to weigh heavily on, on, on the, the, the next president's mind. Uh, and on the mind of sentencing judges if he's ever convicted. But, you know, one thing we should say when, is that he may never get there if, uh, if he's successful in delaying these trials until after the election. I think that's his strategy here. Uh, and I want to get you all on, in on this. So if you could answer quickly, um, Congressman, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I just think, look, if you're going to pardon him, fine, whatever. The they shouldn't. But the bottom line is, you know, Nikki Haley stressing that she would pardon Trump, not ruling out that she would be his VP. Like, what is she running as? Like, that's the point. At least say, I'll give it some time and see the situation. Don't just say, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to pardon him. You don't know the evidence right now. Basil, what do you think? Well, you know, if you're going to say that you're going to you're going to pardon him, but at the same time you're also saying that he's being treated unfairly in the court, my 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 feeling is why run against him in the first place? What where are you differentiating yourself uh, from him? I think it would be horrible for the country if he were to be pardoned, because ultimately, where is the accountability for his actions? And voters are going to be thinking and paying attention to that. Yeah, they certainly will be. Basil, Congressman David, thank you so much to all of you for the great discussion. Yeah. I appreciate it.